Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Yeah, hello and welcome to the show. Thursday night edition, footy finals is here. How the heck are you, Scotty Sattler? I'm great. I'm not as excited as you are, but I've I got to say... Melbourne I, Collingwood tonight. Well, that's what, what a banger. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. it. I'm sort of... I'm happy there's no Thursday night rugby league, so I can solely yep. focus on that game. I think... I think Melbourne are the hey, – when you finish in the top four, you're not a smoky. But everyone's talking about Collingwood and the Lions at the moment. I think, yeah, Simon Goodwin, their coach of of the Demons. They Don't get are, too technical, mate. They are uh, – You know I, what I like about I think they're the ones to beat. You know, it's footy food. Every game of sport this weekend comes with football food. And we're doing, in our house tonight mm-hmm. – some good old-fashioned German sausage. What? You love your sausage, don't I you? love my German sausages, mm. too. Yeah. Really nice. I wish I knew how to make sauerkraut. What's the difference between a German sausage and, say, an Aussie sausage? Four inches. Okay. Because they're a bit – you know how they hang over the bun? Yep. At each end, you get you know, like your pork sausage. Yeah, gotcha. And, yep. uh, and Anita loves them. She – we had one – Well, of, she's never seen <laughs> – oh, No, don't. A German... No, stop. Stop. Okay. Stop. Rodeo. This is my miso. Yep. You're talking about here. The love of my life, allegedly. <laughs> no, no, because we're at the market. When she looks at the German sausage, does she salivate? <laughs> she can't. No, she can't have a full one. She can't. So I, what I like, I get a That's sausage. That's a good thing. I get a sausage and a <laughs> You can't say that. No, well, I get a sausage and a half because she can't eat it all. The key to key to a good German sausage is you've got to cook it. Some people yep. broil it first. Yeah, I don't like broiling Then you finish stuff. it on the barbecue. Mm-hmm. Right? Boring broiling. And then you whack it in a bun and it hangs out each end, right? Yep. And you, you I don't know how to make sauerkraut. My though. wife knows how to make – the miso knows how to make sauerkraut. She's in the next office. Go ask her. I'm, well, I'm not going to ask her about German sausages. Uh, I'll be going straight to HR. Mm-hmm. Anyway, footy feast tonight. German snags. Yep. So good. Better than – can I suggest you try them? Better than getting your traditional sawdust sausage. What's a sawdust sausage? Well, it's the sausage you get from – the cheap ones you get that are full of mints and sawdust to make mm. them bigger. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sawdust. I've never tasted a sausage with sawdust in it. You can't tell the difference. Okay. Hello to our listeners. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us on our socials, TikTok, uh, Sports Day SCN, Instagram, SCNQ, Twitter, Sports Day Queensland. Uh, on the show tonight, we have got some big stuff happening, mm. haven't we? Who have we got? Tell us who. We've got the Pearl. Broncos legend Steve Renoff. He's one of the greats. One of the great centres of all time, Steve Renoff. Uh, a guy that Coach Wayne Bennett just he, he just knew how to make him tick. Yeah. And a, a guy also that had a great relationship with the head coach, Kevy Walters. They scored many a try with just a nice little movement they used to have at crucial parts of the game. Uh, former Wallaby Billy Young also caught up with yourself and Matty Rogers. During the during week. During the week because, of course, the World Cup kicks, kicks. off Saturday Mate, morning. there's so much sport on. Yeah. There's cricket on tonight too, by the way. One day if the Wallabies were Australia going better, Africa, yeah. if, if the Wallabies were going better, would we be more excited about the World Cup? Or because it's in France and wrong time? No, we'd be more excited. Think we would? Yeah, no, we would. Yeah, okay. Mate, as a kid, and you'll probably back this up, there was nothing better than getting up in the middle of the night to watch Australia play rugby league, or that five o'clock in the morning when yeah. they when they were doing the tour of England. Mm. Mate, nothing better than getting up in the middle of the night when the World Cups soccer's. I, I on. can honestly say I won't be waking up to watch a Wallaby game. No, no, I'll, I'll watch the replay. Yeah, well, see, technology's changed now. Uh, we just wake up Sunday morning and go, oh, okay, Wallabies. If there was still a, 
if there was still a kangaroo tour on in rugby league coming up into this pre this off season and there was a game at two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. You'd get up. I'd get up. Well you wouldn't go to bed. Let's be honest. True. I'd You'd be munching on German sausage like there's no tomorrow <laughs> and then bang straight into the footy, wouldn't you? Oh, Glass of lemonade. <laughs> That's cut sick. Hey, how's that expensive smoker of yours going? Good. Really good. Yeah, when was the last time you used it? Two weeks ago. Oh yeah. I'm cooking I'm cooking our first, trying to our first brisket this Sunday. What? I'm not real confident about the brisket. Two different muscles, you know, it's difficult. Do you want me to come around? You're meant to invite me around for a barbie. That hasn't happened yet. Well, I'm looking forward to it because I've got all my new stock of meat juice. Oh, have you? Mm, Look at that. The rubs. Our sats if he's been to New Zealand this week to get his meat juice. <laughs> Time for the good oil, Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. Uh, fair or unfair, the Panthers have offered Jerome Luai an offer between 700 and 800 a season. Yeah, they basically said to him, listen, 800 is as high as we can go. We're not going to get into a negotiation war. I don't think they need to. $800,000, I think, is is good money, first and foremost. Two, is Jerome Luai worth eight hundred? Well, he probably is when he's in combination with Nathan Cleary because they're so lethal together. But I wouldn't be blinking at that. If I was Jerome Luai, I'd be saying, yep, I'll take every piece of that. Whatever I can get in between seven and eight, I'm taking every piece of that. To know that I'm going to play at the Panthers, yep. play on a top four side, or he may say... I've won two premierships. I could possibly go to a team in the bottom four mm. and get anywhere from nine fifty to a million. The argument's not whether he's worth it or not; it's whether he could get it. And would he give up an extra, you know, two hundred thousand dollars a year, which is a lot of money for three or four years, because he has won comps and he can chase the money now? But I've got to say, for some reason, Jerome Lewis doesn't strike me as a guy that money nah, worries him too anywhere. much. Like he's... I mean. Here we are talking about worry. money doesn't worry him too much when you get $700,000 a year. But, um, I don't see him going anywhere. No, I'm with you, Sats. Mm. He's too one. entrenched in that community. What do you think? 0457 736 736. Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. The Pearl, Steve Renoff, joins us next on Sports Day. Langer away for Renoff. Renoff, we haven't seen much of him today. Take a look at him as he crosses the halfway. They won't catch him. He's heading for the corner and he's over. Renoff makes it 22 points to four. Oh, what a great try. He One of the in great tries. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he done bugger all as Ricky well. Ricky Walford. Ricky Walford <laughs> tried to catch him. He had no chance whatsoever. I'm going to put it to to you and the Pearl, Steve Ranoff. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day. I'm going to put it to you both now. That was 1992. Yep. If that was today, mm. he wouldn't have scored that try. Well, Pearl, over to you because in the modern age, Pearl, whenever the ball's coming off yep. the try line, like that that day, ten metres out from the try line, 92 against the Dragons, the wingers and the centres start heading in to take the hit ups off the play the ball, but having players like Alfie and Kevy, you would have had to just stay out on your flanks, wouldn't you? Yeah, and that was the direction of Wayne Bennett. He he just said, you know, when um, when the kick gets put back and Willie Kahn, what a great run by Willie mm. Kahn. Mm. Um, you know, they, he comes out and it was like, well, you outside backs on the opposite side, set yourselves just in case Alfie and Kevy see something. And they did that day and we scored the try. Take, take us through that, that moment on the field. Did Kevy shove his brother out of the way? Is that what happened? <laughs> oh, yeah. He did. You, 
you look at it and say, Kerry goes in, Kevy goes, get get out, and uh, pushed him out. And it was two big passes, obviously from dummy half from Kevin to Alf. And Alf just said, here, get this into you and do your best. And that's what we did. Who was the player that you stepped on the inside of, Pearl? Can you remember? Oh, um, oh Terrell. Um, you got me. Rex Turp. You, you cleaved me there. Was it Rex oh, Turp? I'm sorry? Was it Rex Turp? Yeah, Rex Turp. Yeah. And Rexy, Rexy always, every year, um, if we're around the finals, he'll um, he'll contact me on Twitter. <laughs> and I, I feel so sorry for Rex, but he's doing really well. <laughs> oh, that's great. Now, that grand final, and we, we're here to talk about the finals coming up and and yeah. most importantly, yeah. you know, the, your old club, the Brisbane Broncos, are heavily involved in, you know, going deep into the finals. But 92, that grand final, that first grand final for the for the Broncos, Alfie, you travelled to Sydney on the Saturday, but Alfie and Gilly <laughs> went to the races on the way to the airport. Is that right? And then Alfie yeah. hit his head, didn't he? And Weren't there strict orders, though, to look after Alfie or no? No, do what you always do. Yeah. Right, that's right. Yeah, and Alfie hit his head, didn't he, in the – in the yeah, line. it was actually yeah. on the board of the, um, you know, the, the betting the stand. Hunters yeah, board. the betting stand. He actually whacked his head and opened his eyebrow up. <laughs> yeah, and he hates the sight of blood, and he fainted. Which, yeah, yes, he did. He did. He hated blood, um, any bit of blood. But you know, it was so good that um, you know, back in the day, you can do those sort of things. And we come out, and we we just we were that confident that we could win. Oh, yeah, I think we only lost four games all season, so we were very, very confident. Yeah, what a back row. There's Madison, oh. Alan Can, oh. a double, and and Gilly just cutting people in half. Now, Pearl, the Broncos heading to their uh, first finals appearance since 2019, which doesn't sound long ago, but between 2019 and 2022, there's a little bit of heartache there for the Brisbane Broncos and their fans. And so... How do you assess the way they're leading into the finals? You you're happy with the way they're positioned? Oh, amazing! Kevy's done a great job. The team's doing a great job. But um, let go back to where we were. We wooden spooners sat. Mm. It was it was quite embarrassing, um, disappointing. Yeah. Um, we 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 get the good thing is we get to talk to the boys. I know a few of the boys, and you know get to hang out with them, and it's it, um. And you sort of say, well, you know, what you guys wear as players, we still wear it as ex-players. So whatever they cop around the city here in Brizzy, we cop as well. So it's like, so we have that, we we get to have that conversation with them. We go, let's turn it around, you know, we, we turn it around. And so they they have they've done that. So it, it's amazing the work that Kevin and the team have done with this team. And Pearl, it looks like they're looks like they're actually having fun this year, doesn't it? Oh, relax. Yeah, and that's what Kevy would want. You know, it's um, it's about enjoying your footy, um, and and the boys are doing that. And but you know, I always say to people, said so that the team that um they brought together a few years ago when we went through the bad period, they were very very young. There's a couple of older blokes in there, but not enough to have that balance. And a lot of these boys were there. And they're now like three or four years older, um, whatever it is. And, you know, they, they're a lot more mature. So they came to the club for a reason. They came to the club because they could play rugby league and they were good. And they're showing it now. And it's all coming, you know, to, to fruition for the club. 
What is it about this uh, Melbourne Storm team? They just have a wonderful record at Suncorp. They have a wonderful record at Suncorp against the Broncos. And then a wonderful record against the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos haven't beaten them since 2016 anywhere. What is it about this Melbourne Storm team that worries you? Uh, Craig Bellamy, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Um, you know, he he knows Brisbane ins and outs. And, um, you know, he, 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 was, he was at our club when I was back there in the day. So um, he knows and he knows what to do. So... I think it's it, it. On the other hand, though, it's pretty simple for Brisbane. Don't get in the wrestle with them in the middle. Mm. Um, when we did beat Melbourne, um, we we you know we played wide with them and uh, went early. You know, we just didn't get in that wrestle. I think most teams would know that, but um, they do a good job of sucking teams in to to get that wrestle in the middle. And um, I think we got to do something a little bit different. And I think Kevy will be aware of that as well. Yeah, he's great attribute, isn't it? Not only his sense of humour, but he's an, he's got great enthusiasm, great energy to be around. You mentioned that, and also his passion for the club. But with good coaches, and Kevin oh. has proven this year he's a good coach. When it comes finals times, Pearl, do the good coaches change anything, or do they try and keep everything as as pretty simple and as as what they've done from the regular season? So you you got yourself to the position in the finals, um, Sats, as you know, mm-hmm. um, and you got there for a reason, and it's the way you've been playing your footy. So don't change too much. Um, concentrate. Don't get overawed with with the occasion. Uh, it's another game of footy, and uh, you know that's what Wayne Bennett used to say to us. And and just keep it as it is, and stick to the plan. And, and you know, Wayne's thing was, and Kevy be the same. It, it, it's you know, it's not rocket science. It's rugby league. Mm. And um, you go out to do the job, do, you know, what we you know, we all invested in. And you're more than likely to come out more positive. So, and I'm, I'm pretty sure um, now that Wayne's uh, Dolphins are out, uh, 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 you know, haven't made the finals, that um, I reckon Kevy might have given Wayne a sneaky call or vice versa. Yeah, interesting. Now... Well, you just heard that try from 92, which is, and I talk about it regularly with, with Matty Rogers, Pearl. Gone is the art of the centre, getting early ball from their halves. They don't have to put them into any space. <laughs> just give me early ball. I'm going to create the rest. I think that art of, of some of the really good centres has gone in the game. But I've got to say, there is one centre in the competition. There's a couple others, but the one is Katoni Stagg seems to be one of those players. You just need to give him early ball and just through his pure aggression... He'll yeah. create something. Is you know, completely different style to you, but do you agree he's the sort of guy that doesn't need a half to set him up in any way? He's just got to get the ball early? Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think he gets enough clean ball, um, you know, Katoni over the years, but um, I think they're figuring out, obviously, with Kevy as a coach and just giving the ball. And our, our right side is amazing. We've got Reese Walsh, obviously, with Katoni and, and Selwyn Cobbo. That that's our weapon. That that's our lethal weapon. And um, you know, get Katoni early ball. Um, I used to say that about um, you know James Roberts. They, they just when he was at the club, they just the ball they were giving him was terrible. Mm. It's just they didn't think about it. Um, you know, um, Wayne used to always talk to us about coming onto the ball and um, you're not not getting flat footed. Um, it, it was very different back in the day and. You know, it, I think Kevy has hit the mark with the outside backs. 
Hey, Pearl, can you give us a bit of an insight into Selwyn Cobber? Have you had a lot to do with him? And the reason why I ask is because he's from your area, <laughs> up around the Burnett area in, in Sherbourg. Yeah. Um, what sort of kid is he? Give us a little yeah. bit of an insight, because not a lot of people know a lot about him. He's a Sherbourg boy, and he's such a lovely person, you know, and, um, you know, he came straight out of high school, uh, as I did back in the day, and, um, you know, he's, he's not that outspoken. Um, he comes from a lovely family, and, you know I, know, I know his family. I grew up with his uncle and, and aunties and, and all the mob, and, I'm sure along the way we're all a bit we're all related anyway, but um, <laughs> um, but you know what I mean. But that's true. <laughs> but the thing is, it, it's so funny. He's so unassuming, and you know, I, I got to do a bit of work with Salon early on um, here in Brizzy, and he's just a kid who enjoys his footy. And he, we we did a, a a story for Channel Nine, I think it was last year, the year before, and it's like, well, this kid just enjoys his footy. He talked about. You watch him if he scores a try. If he, he sees himself on camera, he'll he'll smile and just watch it. And he does that. And he, he he says, "I do it purposely to show people that I enjoy playing rugby league." And that, and that that's a what 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 a beautiful thing. For, he's a beautiful young man, soft soul, and mm. um, you know he just loves his rugby league. Yep, he's awesome. he's pretty that's handy. Uh, and there's also another young bloke. In that Broncos team is pretty handy. He wears that number one jersey. How good is he? How good is he? <laughs> hey, I, you know, mention the that right side. You talk about Reese Walsh, amazing, uh, the speed, the burn. Oh. But you know, the good thing is he 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 knows his way around the footy field, and, and he puts his himself as a good fullback should in the right place. But our right side, and I'll, I'll put this on social media, it's potent. When it's on fire, he comes around, Katoni. He's actually he's been good for Katoni because I had a bit of a, a query about Katoni's running at a player and not running to a hole. Mm. But Reese actually puts him into space. And that's the best thing for that right side. And and then you got Selwyn. So, you know, they got so much talent on that right side. And I think that's where we can get Melbourne um, obviously this Friday. Well, what a game it's going to be to yeah, kick off the it. final series in 2023. The Storm versus the Broncos. Suncorp Stadium, Friday night. Pearl, I know you'll be there cheering on the Broncos. And, mate, love talking to you during the final series. Hey, really Pearl, do. what did you do when you retired your last ever game? What did you do with your headgear? Did you give it to someone like they do today or did you keep it? No, I, I sat the last... I wore two headgears during the last season. Yep. Oh, you know, um, I, I kept one of them, um, and then I think I might have swapped one with Steve Menzies. Oh wow! Um, wow. So I got his headgear. <laughs> he signed it. He came to me. I'll be honest. He came to me. He said, "Oh, can I have your headgear?" I said, "Okay. Can you give me yours?" So we both signed it. We swapped her gear. Yeah, nice. Jeez, I hope you washed it throughout the year. Jeez, yeah. that'd smell rank, wouldn't oh, it? Jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, no. <laughs> don't answer. Nah, you don't want to look at it. Pearl used game. to have that soul glow hair as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, beautiful yeah. soul glow lovely, hair. Lovely, lovely, <laughs> oh, oily. No, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> All no, right. It, it, it was a it was a rotten mullet. <laughs> <laughs> at least you could hide it. Yeah. Uh, Pearl, we appreciate your time on Sports Day. Yeah. Good luck to the Bronx. On Friday night, and as I said, what a cracker to kick off the final season this week.
No worries. And thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Got to play our new song. Mm-hmm. It's a Sandman, Metallica, Triple M. How's that? You can't say that. Why can't I say that? Well, they play Metallica. We don't play Metallica. Do we? Mm. Well, we do now. Band. Yeah, we do. We do Sorry. now. Hey, time for a uh, sports update for Irrigear to save time and water. Irrigear is here. AFL finals kick off tonight. Cannot wait for this game. Collingwood versus Melbourne at the G. Magpies won one game in four weeks, leading into the final. Key personnel return for Collingwood, Darcy Moore and yeah, Nathan Skipper. Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Melbourne won the round 13, clash 66-62. This will be another low-scoring, scoring close clash. Cla- close clash. Are you, are you all right? I'm having a stroke. Um, but, uh, mate, I think the um, – I don't know. Don't underestimate the pies. I know you're red hot. Uh, on Melbourne, Melbourne the Ds. Yeah. Probably Sammy because, the producer is as well. Probably because of, well, I think momentum is everything when you come into the finals. You don't have to be winning by big margins, but you just got to be winning. And what concerns me, I think, um, mainly around Collingwood is, well, they 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 dropped a couple of games between 20, around 20, 23. But on the other hand, the Demons, they've won seven of their last eight games leading the finals. So with all the momentum going into the finals, um, yeah, I think I think all the pressure's on the Pies, to be quite honest. The game I'll be watching tomorrow night and keeping an eye on the Broncos and the Storm, but my Swannies are taking on Carlton at the MCG. Winner will play the loser of Collingwood v Melbourne. Both te- uh, The loser is out for the year. Both teams are full strength. Uh, big, big ins. SCN tracks Tom Papley returns for the Swans. Patrick Cripps, big in for Carlton. Massive. The good thing about this, you could argue that these two teams are the form teams of the competition. And I reckon this is going to be the final of the weekend. Carlton have won nine in a row before losing in round 24. Swans strung together six in a row plus a draw. So undefeated in seven games before they ran into Melbourne just before uh, the finals. This is going to be a great game. Go the Swannies. Saturday, St Kilda, you ran into Spider, former Saints and Swans well, Of course, legend. he's a Hall of Famer there, but I said, take emotion out of it. He said, I think St Kilda, I think a team from outside the top four can win it. I, I agree with you. Mm. Agree. I mean, Western Bulldogs did it to the Swans yeah. in 2016 with the help of the umpires. Uh, <laughs> Saints take on GWS at the MCG. Don't, doesn't that annoy you, though? The umpires came out. Mm. The boss of the umpires came out and said, yeah, there was 20, there was 20 decisions. 20. Mm. 20 decisions. Yeah, it was a fairy tale. It was a good story. I don't give a stuff, mate. <laughs> yeah, I would have had the best night at the casino that night had the Swans won. Um, uh, St Kilda, they get over GWS? I think they will. That's at the G as well. Uh, Saturday night, how about this for our Queensland listeners? Brisbane versus Port Adelaide at the Gabba. Uh, Brisbane, uh, statistically, and I heard this on Benny Davis throughout the week, that they have the most uh, games, most caps uh, yep. in the finals. Um, but they, you know, they went out in straight sets. Was it last year or the year before? Let's hope that doesn't happen again. Mm, I know. Do you tip them? There's a big lines. Mm. Yeah, I, I think so because to have two finals, potentially two finals, to get into a grand final at the Gabba, they they just can't let those opportunities go. That's our sports update for Irrigear. Offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigear is here when we come back. 
as the Wallabies prepare to play Georgia Sunday morning 2am with our very own Matt Rogers, primetime rat, mm. on TV at 2am in the morning. Yep. Uh, we caught up with Bill Young, Rat and I, uh, yesterday, the former loose head prop for the Wallabies. He's on Sports Day next. Gregan. Bill Young, first receiver, charges into Ruben Thorne. He's done it. The hoot is gone. The Bledisloe Cup remains on Australian soil. Wow, it's been a long time since we've heard that. 21 years. 2002, that, wasn't it, right? Yeah, it was, yep. You scored a try? I did. In that game? Yeah, we yeah. We retained the Bledisloe Cup, and since that, it's all she wrote. Uh, our guest tonight to talk about the Rugby World Cup and... And what's going on and all the controversy around Eddie Jones is your old teammate, uh, loose head front rower. Yeah, fair that's enough. Right. Yeah. yeah, and you played about top. 30 tests with him. I did. Yep. Uh, now he's sitting on the back of a boat near Hayman Island <laughs> eating cheese and crackers. Bill Young, welcome to Sports Day. Life's tough, mate. Life's tough. <laughs> Rogo, I remember you coming on the. I remember you coming on the field that night, scoring the try winners to Bledisloe, mate. Very excited. Oh, they were good days. I think I'm one of the few people that's happy to see us. Well, not happy to see not not win a Bledisloe Cup because every time it comes back around, that that gets replayed, and I'm I'm on the back of a, a good little junket there for a few weeks. So uh, it's good times, mate. But we're talking <laughs> we're talking World Cup, Bill. Mate, you remember that 2003 yep. World Cup squad that we. We came so close, but, um, mate, Eddie, he hasn't had the greatest lead up to this World Cup. What have you made of his squad that he's picked to take over there? A few big names left out. There's some interesting selections there, but I, I, I think, mate, he's, he's made a decision to make a real change. You know, leaving leave, leave Michael Hoover at home and making Will Skelton captain, that's a significant decision for Australian rugby. And he's certainly shown that um, he's, not, he's, willing to, he's willing to back himself and back his own credibility. And mate, he's yeah, he's you know the game's changed. We all watched South Africa smash New Zealand the other night. With some big humans, and Will Scott's a big human. You need big humans to lead you. Mm, so yeah. that's why he's my point choice. Yeah, well, he's a big imposing figure, Will Skelton, and that was probably the biggest sort of surprise for me to make him captain. It's um, yeah, and to leave yeah, Michael Hooper at home that was that was a real shock for me. Um, Bill, you, ha- you played under Eddie for a long time. You played with him at the Brumbies and you had him at the Wallabies. Um, he's a different type of coach. Uh, how do you think these younger guys are going to respond to him? Oh, I think they'll struggle, mate. Probably, they'll probably struggle with a disciplinary lock. Like Eddie sees, uh, he's a five-foot tall, five-foot-tall five half-Japanese bloke. It's probably going to be struggle for them to actually learn, you know, that his way actually is the right way because he's probably the hardest worker in the team. And uh, you and I both know that, Rogo. No one worked harder than Eddie. Mm. And his work ethic should rub off onto the players. And he's a winner. And he wants winners in his team. And that's why he's made some decisions like he has, I think, from the outside. Mate, I'm a two-bob watcher from the outside like all of us are. But I'm assuming he's looking for winners. And you know, there's, there's no coincidence that blokes who win, win regularly. And you know, there's been too many blokes in that squad that have been losers. And he wants to, he wants to back some winners. So he's trying to find that. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point, actually, isn't it? I mean, you, you can stick with what you've been, what's been happening, and you, you know we've been losing for twenty years. It's been, it's been that long, mate. You, you made your debut against France in Paris, but rugby over in France, it seems to have gone to another level. They've got the top fourteen, and they've got two other um, professional competitions over there. Um, the game has just you know, grown in leaps and bounds. Do you think? Like the French, they look strong. I watched the test match against Australia the other night. Um, they looked impressive across the park. Do you think? They're probably the team to beat. And how do you think yeah. they're going to handle the pressure of a home World Cup? 
In the past, the French have acted on emotion. I think in World Cups gone by, the French have been very emotional because they haven't had the ability to actually try their try their form in the right in the right environment. As you pointed out, all the all the rugby that's going over there and rugby's in Europe is now massive. Australia, we're behind the eight ball. I think as Australians, we don't realise how far behind we are with rugby union as far as as a world game. We are a world game. Domestically, we're pretty ordinary. But on an international scale, the game is huge. And that's where we're falling behind a little bit. You know, we, we, we look at the, you know, you're a rugby league like Rogo at heart from, from the start. And you look, you look at the players that we're producing now, quite often we're getting the second string rugby league guys they don't want. And I think that's problematic. I think Eddie wants to change that. He wants to pick rugby players. He wants to pick guys that actually understand rugby union and want to play, and want to play the game. And that's where we've all got to get behind him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. So, hey, I wanted to ask you, 2003, we had a home World Cup. The squad had a, a bunch of personalities. You know, there was yourself, you know, Jeremy Paul, Owen Fitting, and Justin Harris and Wendell Staler, all these guys that really brought a, a, you know, a lighthearted mood to training but knew when it was time to work. I, I'm struggling to find those personalities in the game at the moment. I, but I think what you did... What you and 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 Ming and and uh, and and Owen Finnegan and, and Ming's Jeremy Paul for right, the listeners, good, thanks. Justin Harrison, what what you guys did? You brought a, a light-hearted nature to the hard work. Do you think that's something that, that maybe well, think, Australian I, rugby's missing? I think it is missing, mate. I think I, I think what we've missed is we you know, we all of us, Robert. You came in from elite culture. We came from we came from an amateur background. The, the majority of us that went from amateur to professional sports. We were paid. We were amateurs being paid. So we all had personalities. We all had our, you know, our businesses outside of it. So therefore, we were very comfortable in our own skin. I think a lot of these kids these days are groomed from 14 and 15 years of age, and a lot of them aren't cutting it in the league circles. So they're coming back to rugby. They don't really understand the game. And that's I'm sorry to harp on that, but that's what I think we've gone wrong. And I think Eddie needs to realise. I think he's realising that we need to we need to generate our own our own players. Yep. And how we do that is by, I believe, reducing the number of teams and playing our good players together with two or three teams. That's it. I don't think we can have, I don't think we have this five-team scenario. We're not, we're, not, we're not big enough domestically to actually carry the game. And the sooner we get our good players playing together, then internationally we'll be better. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a really good point. I've been saying that for a while. I think we, we spread the game too thin in this country and there's no real competition at the, at the, at the provincial level. To, to make each other fight for positions. But, mate, I want to talk about Pool C. So Australia, they've, they've got Wales, Fiji, Georgia and Portugal. You've got Wales, you know, they're, they're playing a tough Six Nations tournament. You've got Fiji, they just come, they'll be confident. They're just after beating England. We should cover Portugal and, and Georgia, you would, you would imagine. Um, well, but you, you think you would cover Georgia, but you remember Georgia and there's 10 of their, 10 of their starting 15 playing the French, playing the French National Division. Yeah, so you can have problems in the two potential they're top fourteen. So you're gonna have some issues there as well. So you've got some serious football playing for them as well. We saw Fiji beat England the other night. We we know we know Wales. We know us against Wales. We've always had the edge over them. Yep. However, that could that could go pear shaped for us and Fiji they're the unknown mate. Mm. And that's that's problematic for us. If they turn up and we give them a sniff we will have some problems. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be a shame if we didn't get through the pool stages, mate. But where do you think Australia needs to improve to get through those those pool games? Mate, I think it, I, I think your halves are our biggest problem. I think you know we've got the, what's the, the young the young kid coming through there. What's yeah, Tate McDermott. Oh, Carter Gordon. Tate McDermott. Carter Gordon. Mate, I, I think uh, in the halves, we've always had. If we're going to be successful, we've got to have great halves. 
and we've got to be able to win the ball to give the halves to them. I think we're winning the ball quite successfully at scrum time. Line out's a little bit of miss. That's another that's another issue for us. But that's always going to be an issue unless you pick some big back rowers. You know, if you go back to the three time and you know, you've got some great line out experience with Giff and Gould and Dan Vickerman and those sort of guys. Um, they actually could run a line out with two short guys in the back row, Phil Wall and George Smith. These days, unless you've got some real smart cookies in the team, you can't do that. Yeah. And so we've got to get out. We've got to win the ball on the front foot and make sure our halves can play. And I'm, I'm concerned about our halves. That's my biggest concern. Yeah, I've actually been, and this is this is going to sound strange coming from me, Youngie. I've actually been pretty impressed with our scrum. You must have you must be watching that thinking, well, they're going all right. Oh, mate, mate Billy. Billy's Billy's world class. I mean, it's, it's strange to say that for a twenty-three-year-old he is, but I truly believe he's Angus Billy's world class. I think, I think he can mix it with any uh, in that world. Cup. He he plays well. So I think he will play well in the world cup. I think he he, he can himself to be one of the best front rowers in the whole tournament. Uh, when you've got a guy like that in your front row, he'll carry the other two two blokes, and you'll you'll move forward with some successful forward ball. As you know, the scrum in union. It gives a lot of confidence to everyone around you, yep. including the outside backs. Absolutely. When they see that dominance moving forward, they feel strong in themselves. They feel they've got a forward pack working for them, and then you guys can create what you've got to create. Yep. Yeah. Well, mate, it's going to be an interesting World Cup. We've got a lot to um, we, we, we've got a lot to look forward to, and hopefully, we're uh, we're cheering them through into the quarters. Oh, mate, I'm sure we. Oh, mate, I have no doubt we'll get through the quarters. I'm sure. As much as I just want to make sure they don't get complacent against Georgia, Fiji, or Wales. Mm. I mean, Portugal's fine, but the other three, we've got to make sure we win those games, get through, pay Argentina or England. We can beat both those sides, and I believe we can get through the semi finals. I do believe that, and then you don't know what's going to happen. Now, you blokes have spoken about all the serious stuff of rugby, and you have, we haven't talked about the lighter side of touring, apart from knocking, knocking off cutlery <laughs> at, at uh, the Palace. Uh, what was Rat like as a tourist teammate, uh, Bill? He was one of the best, mate. He was one of the greats. He was, mate. Him when a lot of when they came when they came into the squad, mate. They lifted. They, they not only lifted the the, the, the on field presence, but the off field presence. They were great contributors. They were good blokes. They enjoyed themselves off the field, which is what a lot of us did back then. We enjoyed ourselves a lot off the field, and I don't think you know, the games changed a lot. But you know, that, that was that was important to us back in the day. And uh, now the rat was a great tourist, mate. I, not too many stories, but I'll just I'll just keep a few under me hat because I don't, I don't want to upset the rat when I see him next for a beer. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Youngie. And rat, what was uh, Youngie like as Mate, a one of one of the greats? Honestly, we we did have. Uh, <laughs> we, I mean, I, I missed out the reunion. The boys had a reunion a couple of weeks ago, and they all got together from the two thousand three team. And I, I I missed it. I had to work. Um, <laughs> but phenomenal group, and and it was and and that's what made us. Uh, I think uh, we all wanted to fight for each other. You know, but we enjoyed ourselves off the field as much as we, we, we played hard off it as much as we played hard on it. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a special group of men that I got to play with. And, 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 and Rob, we've got to understand young blokes these days, it's hard for them, mate. You know, they can't twitch without someone taking a photo of them or doing yeah. something. That's, and that's yeah. disappointing. I, I, I think it's hard for them to show their true personalities. They're so frightened of someone misinterpreting what can be a fun thing. Yeah. yeah. It gets misinterpreted by the media at times, and that's... And that's a challenge. That's a challenge for I think all professional sports field, but you know, in particular the rugby union at a World Cup in a world in a world tournament, mate, you've got to be very careful how they behave these mm. days. And and that's in a lot of ways sad because I don't think they get to show their true colours at all. Yeah, I, I guess that they they won't be. We spent a lot of time at the Hoey Moe on uh, during the World <laughs> Cup down in Coffs Harbour. We we gave that a nudge. <laughs>
Uh, yeah. are, I, feel. Yeah, I, think, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if you can do it anymore, mate. But anyway, we'll see how they go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, we'll let you get back to your uh, your cheese platter. What's your cheese of choice on the back of the boat there? Mate, you know what I love? I love doing the, I love doing the apricot cream cheese. A little bit of fruit and cheese. Oh, a bit of old yeah. school. Yeah. And, a bit, and, a bit, and a bit of French onion dip. A little bit of oh, French onion dip. crackers. Nice. Yeah, how good is that? Picture you right now, youngie. <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous. Wallabies play Georgia 2 o'clock Monday morning. Catch that on stand and also on 9. And, and if you're up early enough, Bill, you'll see uh, the Rats doing pre-game, <laughs> half-time, and full, although he says, you know, I don't think you'll be awake <laughs> at full-time. Time. So, yeah. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard the rats are TV personalities oh. before. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Yeah, prime, nice. We're calling him Primetime Rat. <laughs> yeah, 2am. The Primetime Rat, love it. <laughs> Bill Young, Wobby's legend, thanks for your time on Sports Day. Thanks for your time, boys. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. We catch up with the man every single week. He's here delivering the goods. We hope so. Uh, he sits in a basement all he? day, every day. Never sees sunlight. <laughs> also, is that true? Uh, well, I did have to get some sunspots removed a little while back, Sat, so that can't be true. That was mould. something in this room that I don't know about. <laughs> mould. Good call. Yeah, you could be right. Get. <laughs> Very good call. Hey, Nelson, a uh, massive weekend of racing across Queensland, of course. It is. Uh, of course, you've got the Cairns Amateurs, the big meeting there on uh, on Saturday, but we've also got a meeting at Eagle Farm. No, we haven't. We've got a meeting at Doom, and I'm looking at last week's uh, sheet there. We've got a meeting at Doom, which uh, <laughs> is highlighted by the running of the Doombin Mile. We've got a meeting at uh, Aquas Park on the Poly Track, and we race at Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone. Sunshine Coast on Sunday. They're the tab meetings, but a couple of cup meetings, a couple of country cup meetings also on Saturday. Now, I'm sure we know where all these places are this week, Jace. If not, Sats will help us out. Yeah, Maduri. Who? Gundawindi. Gundy, oh, Gundy, uh, Gundy, Gundy, that Gundy, is, yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Yep. Morven. Mm. M-O-R-V for Victor. E-N, no. Morven. No. And, and Thangul. Thangul we know, don't we, Sats? You know where Thangul is. You talk about it all the time. Thangul? Yeah, you're always, every day, you go, Thangul, it's Friday. <laughs> every time you come into the office. <laughs> uh, I, do, okay. I do know Morven. That's that's sort of charlable way. I'm, way. I'm, I'm figuring Thangul is on the coast somewhere. It's got that kind of nice seaside vibe name to it, right? And Chris, as our racing Queensland expert, you're meant to tell us. Yes. I was thinking to myself, it's probably something that he says each week that sounds like Thangul, but it's not quite the same. <laughs> right. Mm. Okay, no worries. And not only do we want you to tell us the location, exactly where it is, but what the best pub in town is from now on. Lift the uh, game. The, um, it's the, uh, what do they call it? The um, Well, Thangul the is just west of Agnes Water. No, every... Trial jump. Uh, there you go. Every just... town has the same pub. The Royal, that's it, the Royal. Near Billawila. There we go. I thought I'd seen the name of it somewhere yeah. when I went up to Agnes. Near yeah, Villa Willa. All right, Matty, tips this weekend. Let's do, see if you do. Uh, and there's a pub called the Hotel Thangul. Not the oh, Criterion? No, no Criterion. <laughs> no. All righty. What do you got as <laughs> Okay, tips? guys, here we go. Race one, number eight, Outlawed, can go on her winning way and win again. She's uh, going for three straight and she's flying. So what we'll do is we'll put her in a multi mm-hmm. uh, with race six, number four, Deep Respect. Okay, Deep Respect, uh, they'll both start well in black figures, no issues there. But Deep Respect is having its third start, 
Very good on debut. Very good second start, but wants a bit further and gets to 13.50 on Saturday. So they are the two good things at Doombin, and I would suggest to put those in a multi. Race one, number eight, and race six, number four. Radio Nelson, um, check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks, Nelson. Thanks, mate. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. I thought I'd get this on to get us pumped up for tonight. I'm a bit excited, mate. 7.20 bounce down tonight. Melbourne versus Collingwood at the MCG. The footy finals are here. You know what I love about this year too, uh, Can I just quickly say to you, could you imagine if the Broncos and the Lions go through to a grand final? Brisbane's going to be nuts. Same weekend. Yeah. I love the AFL NRL grand final. I was just about to say that. How good is it this year that it works out like that? used to always be that way. Yeah. So yeah, good. It's going to be that's going to be a mega weekend, and of course, it's a long weekend in most places around Australia as well. So, mm. oh, imagine trying to get your backside back to work on the Tuesday. Although you've got the week off, you're the smart one out of all of us. Yep, you've taken the whole week off. Mm. How's your hangover going to be? Going I mean, to Arrow Town in South Island, New Zealand. What? Arrow Town. Exciting stuff. Mm. Uh, warm up segment. Thanks to Reem. Except nothing less than Australia's best. Reem. Tomorrow night it kicks off the NRL finals. The Broncos versus Storm. Apparently there's a, a voodoo or a hoodoo around mm. this game. But, um, Satch, you thinking the Bronx, just a quick summation, will get this done or is it the Storm? Uh, the unpredictability of Munster um, and Harry Grant up against Billy Walters, that could be the difference. I just think Munster would be so difficult to, to coach against. The question that I always ask about this is why do Melbourne treat Suncorp like their home ground is because – there's been so many Queenslanders over the year that have gone to Melbourne. They go back to Suncorp. It's going home. Yeah, it's it's like going home in front of their family. So, and that'll continue. Um, Big in for the Storm. Jerome Hughes is back. Yeah, massive, huge. Uh, don't know how how fit he is, whether he's a hundred percent or not. Not quite sure, but you got to have him in the side. So, I'm going to say the Broncos are the favourites. The Broncos are the favourites. Oh, I think Melbourne will win. Well, deservedly so. They've been the better team all year. Yeah. So they probably do deserve that. It's going to be massive. That's mm. Friday night. Uh, Saturday afternoon, 4 p.m. You're calling this game on SEN League as well as the Broncos and Storm. Yep. The Panthers versus the Warriors. This is going to be tighter than I think most people think. I, I agree with you. I, Penrith Stadium, when it is full, like it will be, it is a really intimidating place to play at. Uh, when we were packing out there in 2003, 2000 as well, when we had a really good year. Uh, I would talk to opposition sides, and they said they hated playing there. Nighttime, it was great. Hated playing there during the day for some reason. And this game's at 4 o'clock. So 6 o'clock in New South Wales, which would be huge viewing in numbers. In New Zealand, you mean? In New Zealand, I should say. Huge viewing and listening numbers as well. So, again, the question now, this one will be, will Jack Cogger and Cleary combination be smooth? They've only played a couple of weeks together. Uh, one week together. Um, He'll just be given a simple job, though. He will be. He's a very good player, Jack Cogger. Just give him a simple job. But is it the same? Is it the same as having that guy next to you in the big games? Now, we're hearing that Sean Johnson has injured himself at training. We don't know how serious it is. We're probably – and they're flying to 
flying to Australia today. Yeah. They flew to Australia today. So we don't know the extent of that injury, and they're going to have a captain's run tomorrow. So I'm going to say Penrith in this one, but I don't think it's, it's going to be the blowout that a lot of people think it will be. Sharks, Roosters, Saturday nights. Uh, I think Sharks, you think Roosters. Can James Tedesco emulate Hayne in 2009? I think he can. I think he can He can start this really good run for the Roosters, as much as that pains me to say. Um, but the matchups are yep. Hines versus Sammy Walker, oh. Braden, uh, young Brayley up against Brandon Smith, two completely different hookers, Braden Brayley. And Joey Manu, he could be the difference. He's been named mm. hamstring injury, which is usually a minimum of two weeks. He's coming back. I don't think he'll play. I'd be surprised if he does. Yeah. If he if he does play, just his mere presence could be enough for the Roosters. Uh, and Connor Tracy, I don't think he'll play, and I reckon Will Kennedy will just well, come. It's not a bad replacement, is oh. it? Yeah. It's so uh, – that reason too. Don't underestimate the run the Sharks have been on as well. I think they've been outstanding. So the Sharks for mine. Finally, Knights versus Raiders. You think the Knights in front of 30,000 or 29,500? Well, can the Raiders defy the odds and spoil the Knights' home party? Too many out. They have the way to Sebastian, Chris, Josh Papali'i, uh, Corey Horsburgh. Yeah, they'll they'll really be battling. So nights, nights to be humming. Massive weekend. All of those games. Catch them live on SEN. I think Sats is calling every single one of them. <laughs> and in between, cleaning the kitchen uh, at SEN. Just mm. doing a bit of housework, aren't yep. you? Saving yeah. on cleaning costs. Well, I'm the only one that empties a dishwasher. Oh, here we go. Except nothing less than Australia's best and install a ream. Can you install a ream for us this weekend as well? Make sure our hot water is. Uh, ready, steady, and strong. Ready, hot, and strong. Oh, I forget what it is. Australia's favourite hot water anyway. Satsy, enjoy your weekend of footy. You and I back Monday night for Sports Day. Catch you then, mate. See ya. Goodbye!